Hello everyone. Welcome to One Bit Wonders. Today with me is possibly Axolotl and we'll be discussing Panic's recent announcement of a Playdate game pitch form where people can basically submit games they would want for uh, they would want to make for a second season of Playdate or for the catalog, well, catalog. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, I want to discuss, um, you know, if games uh, that we have already seen on each.io will end up becoming part of the season or not. Uh, because what I think will happen is that uh, many of the games that have potential and have a demo already released on each.io will end up becoming games of the season. And one of the games I think uh, will go through that is Daily Driver, which is basically a top-down, well, sort of racing game, but not really. It's like a mini game sort of racing game uh, where you like, um, you know, do objectives with the car, uh, sometimes very silly objectives. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's that game has a demo right now. But uh, yeah, I don't think I, I think that will eventually become part of season two. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, how do you feel about the season and the catalog thing? Well, I feel like a lot of the itch games are probably not going to be going into the season, like especially ones that already have some stuff out i feel like those will be like itch slash catalog games where because they already kind of have parts of them out or they might even be a full game on itch that would be better to just transfer over to catalog because then it's just another storefront to buy that from but um as a developer i feel excited for the um possibility of another season it could be pretty cool having your game included with the playdate or with some official playdate season two yeah, I wonder what kind of developers uh, they would bring in. Uh, some of the ones that I have in mind are, well, first of all, Doinksoft. Uh, so if you don't know Doinksoft, they are the developers behind uh, Gato Roboto. Um, so yeah, they can really handle uh, one bit. And they've also developed a couple of other games, but yeah, I think that's one developer I would love to see there. Also, the developers behind Minit, uh, I think they should, def- yeah, <laughs> they should definitely get there. Uh, maybe a spin-off that uses the crank, uh, you know, no, may- maybe not. I was thinking using the crank for a time mechanic because, you know, Minit is a game about time. Uh, but then I realized that that would basically be uh, Cranking's time travel adventure. So yeah, maybe something else. But yeah, again, from those developers who already uh, handle one bit, that would be awesome to see. Um, you know, and I have some a little more out there suggestions. Uh, uh, something I would absolutely love to see, but I doubt it will come would be like an RPG from Toby Fox with crank-based <laughs> combat. That would be so wild. wild. But the reason why I don't think that will come out is because uh, Toby Fox is already pretty busy, um, you know, doing uh, Deltarune uh, Chapter 3 and also the soundtrack for uh, the next Pokemon games. Uh, yeah, in case you didn't know, yeah, Toby Fox is doing some banger songs for that game. Yeah, just a little little gig, nothing nothing big. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, it's just the single franchise with the most merchandising sold throughout the world. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing that big. Um. Yeah, there's also, uh, you know, oh yeah, Agrocraft is a dev I would love to see. But yeah, they, they are busy right now with uh, 
uh, how was this game called? Like another crap's treasure. It looks so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, their sense of humor and all would really fit on Playdate. Um, also, Concerned Ape, uh, the developer behind, um, you know, Stardew Valley and what else is coming up? Uh, Chocolatier. Um, but, or at least something along those lines. I think we need um, more stuff like... Uh, I think there was an an absence of this kind of genres, like uh, you know the farming sim or the city builder sim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think um, those could uh, really, really um, you you know make an impact on season two. Like uh, you know a game along the lines of uh, Pikmin, maybe. Uh, I would absolutely love an RTS like. I think we missed that genre. Like, um, there was nothing like that. Um, you know, games like Pikmin, Tooth and Tail. Uh, yeah, uh, games with RTS elements, but that are very distilled and concentrated. So there's not as much, um, you, you know, you, you don't need to read a whole uh, book to understand the strategy and... You don't need to, you you know, do 200 actions per second to have fun. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally would probably want to see, like, developers, like, I know these aren't, like, crazy games nobody's ever going to do on the Playdate, but I kind of want to just see, like, the Love Games by Fred Wood, which are just regular platformers, or, like, uh, something by Terry Kavanagh, because I really like his games as well. Because it would um, just be cool to see, like, Super Hexagon, that type of arcade thing, or just V, 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 V. That would be really cool on Playdate, I think. Probably not with the crank, because I thought of doing that with the crank before, but it uh, just with the gravity, I was thinking, like, you crank one way to lower the gravity, but you could just hover in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you've played a game called Noch, like G-N-O-G. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so, so perfect. Like, it, it reminds me so much of the intro of the Playdate. Well, true, yeah. Yeah, where you're, like, uh, tinkering with these weird little artifacts. Um, yeah, I would love to see something from them on Playdate. I think uh, it really, really... Uh, it's really, really fitting for them, you know, uh, because Gnog is a game about... Uh, interacting with weird little trinkets play it is just that it's a very weird little trinket so i think it would be really really fitting for them you just gave me an idea so it's like well it's like that it's like nog but instead of the nog the head being in the screen the playdate is the nog and then it like reacts to stuff that you do and stuff like that on the screen Oh yeah, uh, that would be. Yeah, like if you shake it, uh, it gets DC or something like that. Uh, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, oh yeah, we definitely need, uh, you know, rhythm games. I would absolutely love something like Rhythm Heaven for the play date. That would rock so hard. And I think uh, it's really, really fitting, uh, you know, for the platform, uh, a game along the lines of Rhythm Heaven. Uh, We already have something like WarioWare, which I don't think it will come out even on catalog because, uh, you know, there's like a lot of uh, super wacky minigames that use copyrighted stuff. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. how I, I don't remember the name of that game, like the WarioWare for Playdate. Uh, well, it's out there. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, Mobware. Yeah, it's called Mobware. Uh, yeah, it looks super cool. But uh, yeah, something like Rhythm Heaven, uh, you know, with that extremely loud mono speaker. Uh, yeah, please, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, there's a game along those lines that it's called like Beeps and Bobs or something like that. 
uh, but it's not made for Playdate. Uh, it will be on Steam and Switch, I think. Uh, it, it looks really cool, but yeah, uh, that genre would be awesome. And yeah, something like Vibribbon as well. Be kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is already, uh, you know, one bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It is all on a wireframe kind of aesthetic. So yeah, that will also be really fitting. Like if you could get your MP3 files and play them, ooh, that would be so great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also looking forward to something like that. And I hope, uh, you know, uh, there's at least uh, a couple of developers writing down ideas. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be like, great. Every developer needs to have a notepad while they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Just jot that down. Um, yeah. I, there's also, um, I don't know who mentioned it, uh, but it's really, really true that there is oddly an absence of fishing games <laughs> <laughs> on season one. <laughs> like they, they mentioned that everybody thought of a fishing game when the when they first saw the playdate, so nobody's made one. And that's exactly what happened for me as well. I was like, oh, I should make a fishing game. No, everyone's thought of that. Everyone's going to do that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think... Um... Yeah, we should definitely get a fishing game. I would love one that uses like the motion controls and the crank. Uh, so like, uh, you know, uh, you, you kind of have to aim at the fish and then when they bite, uh, you start reeling in something like that. Or, you know, something like really, really crazy, like that incorporates action elements and stuff. Uh I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot that could be done with the fishing concept. Uh, there's also, you know, um, nothing like uh, Pokemon, uh, you, you know, uh, on the season one. Uh, and I think uh, there needs to be something like that, like a monster catching uh, slash virtual pet kind of game. Um, and maybe with some trading elements. And Here's something that I really, really hope uh, Panic uh, turns on for season two, and that is um, wireless communication. Uh, So you can communicate between playdates and to the internet. Um, I think that's something that would really, really, uh, you know, add a lot to season two if they implemented uh, more connectivity uh you know it would allow to for multiplayer games even uh to you know flourish if you have that uh, api to connect two playdates or connect one playdate and one computer uh with the simulator of course um yeah i think that would open a lot of doors on with that we could see stuff that we couldn't see on season one uh, if they turn that stuff on, uh, I think it would allow developers to get even more creative, uh, you know, with multiplayer and internet connectivity and stuff. And yeah, that's something I really hope to see. Like even something like the um, Steam Workshop where you can have like levels in Portal 2 or some yeah. custom levels would be kind of cool where you can put all your levels into some server and then your playdate can go on and find them, so you don't have to connect it to a computer and find whatever the all the levels are posted in. Yeah, uh, and also, you, you know, I I would, yeah. There's another genre that I wanted to mention, and I have mentioned it a couple of times already, but that's fighting, and I think yeah, for a fighting game to work. Uh, you know, Panic needs to implement that functionality, the wireless play or wireless connectivity. Um, and I think once they do, well, uh, here's the thing, like the hardcore uh, fighting game players would always complain about uh, the latency and stuff uh, because they all want everything to be wired and, you know, the monitors to have like one millisecond of response time and stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, with the playdate, you're probably not going to get that, but at least something that, you know, gets your fix for fighting on the go. Um, 
I think that would be great. And also, you know, for a game like Pokemon to work, uh, yeah, you, you would need that kind of functionality, the wireless connectivity. And I think it would uh, create even more nostalgia to people who were, you know, engaged with the Game Boy back in the day. Um, because, you know, having a monster catching game on this new handheld, I think it would bring back a lot of memories for people. Uh, but also, I think uh, a game like that should have a twist. Like maybe, you know, your digital monsters uh, fight. You, maybe they are all plants or something like that. And they all fight, uh, you know, using uh, cards and stuff. Uh, you know, something that isn't like a carbon copy of Pokemon. Uh, but mm -hmm. it still has that feel to it. It still has, you know, that appeal. Um, yeah. Uh, I just different enough to not get Nintendo chasing after you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's another genre which I think is missing from the Playdate. Um, and, yeah, it, it would need that functionality to be fully realized. Like, uh, you, you know, you can have a game like Pokemon, but if you don't have the trading aspect uh, then uh, or the fighting your friends aspect, uh, I think it would lose, like, um, a lot of its appeal. Um, but, yeah, it, it could still be a fun game. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see um, that functionality built in. Um, there's also... You know, uh, oh, there's these developers. Uh, well, they also make YouTube videos and they uh, they make a ton of stuff. They are quite unpredictable. They what are talking about me, huh? That's because I do um devlogs as well. I just said, oh, yeah. they're talking about me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're also a really cool dev as well. Um, but I was talking about playful. Uh, with two like full uh, with two O's. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They make some really crazy things. Like um, they make uh, Nintendo Labo games, and they also uh, make uh, Game Builder Garage. Uh, but they they kind of use existing uh, hardware and you know uh, take it to new heights and do stuff you didn't think was possible with it. Like with Nintendo Labo, um, you know, most uh, developers uh, just... You see the VR kit that Nintendo made? No, they, they actually took the Game Builder Garage engine and then combined it with Labo so they could do even crazier games. And yeah, I think they could make something really special on the playdate. Um, like, just because you were saying how they bring stuff to new heights, I'm like really, like actually, it's really impressive what they've been doing with like Game Builder Garage and cardboard. Because I have a pile of cardboard just in the back of my room because I wanted to do that before I even saw they were doing their own level thing. I just can't. I don't know. Game Builder Garage is like weird in some parts that I can't figure out. Oh yeah, so something it's, like, really impressive. Something that I really don't like about Game Builder Garage is that your knowledge on that engine doesn't really translate to other engines. And I think that's a shame that uh, if you build something there that uh, you can't really translate it easily to, you know, a PC game, for example, or a Playdate game even, um, because... It is, you know, visual scripting, but it's not really standardized. Uh, it's Nintendo's own proprietary visual language. Uh, so you, you you can't really do much with it outside of Game Builder Garage. So that's a bit of a shame because it could have been an excellent kind of learning tool. But because Nintendo decided to make it proprietary and that um, you know, whatever you make in Game Builder Garage stays in Game Builder Garage. Uh, yeah, I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Well, it's it's like Scratch, where like most of it doesn't transfer over, but the core ideas of some stuff, like constants, I guess, because that's just 
a solid thing that never changes and like if statements that kind of stuff still sticks with you throughout whatever you're going through but yeah most of it's like really proprietary node map stuff which i, I just don't like using that stuff in general yeah and you can't even see like uh your code so you cannot uh, like the code it generates yeah you cannot see it and you can't use it on anything else so yeah with playdate it's very different uh you can actually you know with the sdk and with pulp uh if you if you wanted to you could translate it to something else uh because you you know um it, it has some proprietary elements but in general it works um you know a lot like the standards like, like the standards of the industry and you can easily translate back and forth um so yeah that's something you don't get with nintendo um but yeah i think they would make something really awesome they would really really use that crank and that accelerometer mm-hmm. i think um so yeah uh, that's a developer i would really love to see get their hands on playdate and something tells me they will um, yeah they will yeah definitely um something else oh yeah uh Hempuli oi uh the developer behind baba is you oh i would love a game from that developer i think we need like a puzzle game that really really tests you um you know uh to think outside of the box on the play date uh yeah that would be so good and even the game baba is you i think it could very easily you know be sold on catalog um a port of course of it um and yeah speaking of catalog uh i think uh that's where we'll see most of the big companies go uh like companies like devolver digital for example um I think they will prefer publishing there than publishing directly on the season two um, because um, it the revenue isn't split there. And speaking of split revenue, um, uh, how do you think they are going to price season two? Um, because for me, I, I would say like a sweet spot in terms of pricing would be something like 30 to 35 dollars uh i don't know what you think about that um i don't know actually i haven't really thought of that much because yeah i huh and also i wonder if they will make another 24 game season or if they will you know make it 18 games instead or something like that let's double Um, it again yeah 48 games (laughs) no no i really think um they will probably you know have uh slightly less games but um you know have a season like maybe have two seasons uh no no i was gonna say two seasons every year but that sounds insane Uh, no i don't think that's gonna happen it all really just depends on like how many people fill out their developer pitch thing. Oh like, yeah! Like, if a lot of people fill it out, then they might have a lot of games for like a new season. And I'm pretty sure I've heard of quite a few people wanting to fill it out. Yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe we will get uh, two seasons per year. Uh, like maybe one at the start of the year and one like near the end. Uh, like maybe one in March, then one in October uh, or something like that. Uh, I think it could work, uh, you know, if they handled it that way. Um, And I also, I I wonder if, well, something I've been thinking about is will um play dates like if, if they decide to do a new color or something uh will those models come with season one included or will they come with season two included or um and i also 
No, I think they would probably come with season one. But something I was thinking about with, uh, is like, what if they went for alternate pricing models where they had a model for the play date that only came with the first two games of the season. And, you you know, it was priced at a slightly lower, um, you know, well, price um, at around like $130 to $150. Um, I'm not sure if that would work. Uh, maybe it would because many people are turned off by the fact that it is $180. So maybe if they so it was one fifty or one thirty, they would be like, oh yeah, why not? Um, do you think uh, that would be the case? Uh, would mm. it make it a bit more accessible? Or well, most of the people I've seen complaining about the price say something like, "Oh, I'd pay for it if it was thirty dollars or something," because they don't really see it as some new gaming platform. So like. Um, a lot of those people, well, some people may want it for a cheaper price, like a hundred thirty, hundred fifty. But most of the people I've seen complaining about the price want it for like eighty or less. All right. Yeah, I don't think they would quite uh, lower it to eighty, but I think yeah. they could lower it to one thirty. Like I think that is doable because you know the hardware inside isn't that high-end like not at all really um so yeah i think in terms of raw materials uh you know the screens are surprisingly aren't that cheap like they are around 40 dollars they maybe get them for less like 30 or something but they still aren't that cheap and also you know it is really well built. Uh, you know, the crank and the D-pad and all that are really built to last. So, yeah, I don't think uh, they can go anywhere below 100, uh, especially because they are such a small company and they cannot sell at a loss like Valve can or like Nintendo can. Well, Nintendo can, but they really... Yeah, they don't. They're, they're the only ones yeah. that don't. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> at least um but yeah uh you know the reason why valve is what 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 the reason why the steam deck is four hundred dollars is because valve wants you to buy steam games rather than buying switch games that's basically it um but yeah uh panic can't really afford that so yeah i think um People really shouldn't expect it to be like uh, 70 or 80. Uh, I don't think um, Panic can reach that. I, In fact, I actually think that uh, it costs around that to make. Uh, I think it, like from rough estimates, it probably costs around $80 to make each one of them. I'm pretty um, sure they said something like that, yeah. yeah. I forget where, but somewhere. Twitter maybe? Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's why I don't see them dropping the price to like 50 or something. But I think 130 will be a, a sweet spot, I think, if they decide to go for that route. And, uh, you know, a strategy I would like to see them uh, apply will be like, um, you know, every time there's a season, everyone gets the first two games. Uh, I think that would be super cool. And, you know, as sort of a... Um, like introduction, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. Sample. Um, yeah, and because you already paid for the hardware, like, uh, yeah, that's basically like a little gift they give you. And in case you want, you want more, well, you can, uh, you know, get the full season. Uh, I think that would be a really, really cool approach. I'm not sure they would take that route. I am not inside panic, so I don't know what they are thinking, what they are planning. But um, I think that would be a great approach. Uh, you know, it's not giving everything for free because, uh, you know, they are paying significant amounts of money to developers to uh, make these games. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I think uh, that would be like the best of both worlds where everyone gets free stuff, but, um, you know, Panic can also continue to, you know, finance new games. Um, yeah, I, I would love to see them take that approach, really. Um, and, you know, also as a thank you to people to, who bought Playdate, uh, like... Like, oh, yeah, even if you're not interested in buying a season two, well, here you have uh, the first two games and maybe you'll become interested. Maybe not, but still, thank you for getting a play date. Here's your two games. Uh, I think it would be, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I also wonder about uh, creative tools because we already had one of those uh, in season one, which was the boogie loops. Um, and for season two, I think uh, what they can publish to top that would be uh, the tool known as Playmaker by Dustin Mierow. But uh, I think that will be more of a catalog or each.io thing, uh, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it would be great if we saw it on season two, um, you know, the whole playmaker thing. But uh, yeah, I expected more on catalog, uh, you know, because it's the sort of software that gets constant updates and stuff. Uh, so yeah, yeah, creative software is that kind. And yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether, uh, you know, Dustin will get it to season two or, or catalog or each.io or maybe all three of those. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, another game which I would love to see there is one called Poly Rolly, Poly's Rolly Rumble. Uh, it's basically like Kirby's uh, Tilt and Tumble, uh, but for Playdate. Um, so we you shake your the console around to move a little ball creature uh, i think it's uh i'm not sure uh, but yeah uh that game would also be really really cool to see on season 2 um there's also oh yeah oh, how did i uh, wait so long to say this house house the developers behind uh you know, untitled Goose Games. Goose mm -hmm. Games, they will be so, so perfect. Like, they are already so close to Panic. Uh, it's a no-brainer, basically. I mean, I don't want them to be forced to work on Playdate if they are doing something else, but, you know, if they are already uh, open to the possibility, then, yeah, I would love to see a game from House House uh, on Playdate. It's already a goose in casual birder. It's a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be great. Uh, whether that's, you know, something that would be cool would be like uh, Untitled Goose Game spin-off uh, that is kind of like Hitman Go. So, like, it's like turn-based goose game. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a rock-like. Like, every time you move, uh, the other... Uh, characters move so yeah something like that would be cool or maybe something like run around and use the crank to turn the goose <laughs> yeah or maybe something just entirely different that has nothing to do with goose game but that is still developed by house house it's really a no-brainer i really hope we see a game from them on playdate so yeah the, oh yeah and i i think we also need more um you know heavy games but i don't think they will make it to the seasons um because i think playday wants uh you know to include in the seasons just the stuff that is in general more uh family friendly and approachable. yeah like rated e kind of stuff yeah yeah like from somewhere between e to t uh or or e10 maybe um like maybe they have a game that has uh, implicit violence, but not explicit violence. Uh, but I hope we actually see, uh, you know, M-rated games on Playdate, as weird as it sounds. 
I do want that. <laughs> um, but I think for that, um, you know, Panic would have to, you know, make some agreements with the ESRB so that a kid doesn't randomly download, you know, an M-rated game. And they would probably also need parental controls for catalog. Like, so a kid doesn't download, like, uh, you know, super hardcore, uh, violent, or even, uh, you know, not safe for work game. Um, AO rated. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine all the things you could do with that crank. <laughs> <laughs> but, all, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they would definitely need uh, some sort of uh, parental controls or ESRB regulation if they want to get M-rated games on Playdate. Uh, like, but the, worst I think... case, the worst case with that, with that would just be like, those kinds of games aren't allowed on catalog and have to be put on itch, which they don't control anyway. And it's just even like directly gotten mad at Game Jolt for not allowing adult content. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah there's always like, itch would be where it would go if, yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't think uh, a publisher like the Bulber would publish a game only on itch.io. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if they want an M rated game, uh, that is designed from the ground up uh, for the play date. Like, uh, you know, maybe there's a chainsaw scene where you you, you kind of use a crank to, uh, you know, cut someone's arm off. Something like Math World I want to see on the play date. Just something, uh, you know, insanely brutal that uh, you, you wouldn't uh, think uh, actually fits on such a cutesy little handheld, but once you play it, uh, you fall in love with it. Uh, yeah, I want to see, uh, you know, experiences that you wouldn't expect would work there and be surprised when you find out they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if we want to see, like, uh, you, you know, I, I think we will definitely see a lot of low budget, uh, you know, violent games, but. For like medium budget, uh, like the kind of stuff the Bulber uh, funds, um, yeah, I don't think uh, we're gonna see that unless um, you know they implement those kind of things into catalog. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll ever see embraded games on the seasons because they are supposed to be like um, you know accessible for everyone, like. Um, I don't think uh, they would want someone to buy a season, like maybe someone that is like, uh, I don't know, um, eight years old, uh, you know, asks their parents to buy a season and then uh, 30% of the games have parental controls. So yeah, I, I don't think that's a scenario that Panic wants. And also Panic in general, I think wants a very friendly image for the play date. Uh, so I don't think um, they would, uh, you know, directly publish those games. But I think if they would allow them um, you, uh, through catalog, uh, maybe not the, you know, uh, X-rated kind, but the M-rated kind, yeah, why not? Uh, um, something you said before had me thinking about something. So you mentioned um, Playmaker being on catalog and the season and itch so that just had me thinking of and then also this kind of had me thinking of like developer run seasons where it's like maybe a bunch of developers making more like violent games would team up to make some really violent season and then you just pay once or you could buy them all separately but the season oh would be at a reduced that price is... and then you have all of them just show up a couple a week that so is just, such yeah. a great idea like where Panic doesn't have like a monopoly on the seasons, uh, so other kind other devs uh, can make a season where you know um, they release their games every every Tuesday or like every, every or, or like every month there's a game uh, like where they can create their own schedule. Uh, yeah, something like that would be so awesome. Uh, 
And I'm so glad you brought that up uh, because <laughs> that is such a great idea. I didn't really think about that. Like I did think about, uh, you know, bundles and stuff, but I didn't think about like seasons being open for developers. Like, you know, you know what kind of developer will make something awesome like that? Um, the one behind the MathBent calendar on each that I owe. So basically the MathBent calendar uh, was a game that, um, you know, it was like an advent calendar, but, uh, you know, games unlocked every couple of days, I think. No, or like each day you unlocked a game, but they were all horror themed and also Christmas themed. Uh, so, yeah, I would absolutely love to see something like that. Uh, like maybe they do something like that, but, um, you, you know, um, of course, every game is one bit like, um, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I would love to see custom seasons. Uh, that would be so, so great. Hmm. Um, is there... Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I was thinking about accessibility uh, on Playdate. And yeah, right now, um, it is on a good state because you can um, basically uh, create a simulator instance and you know, play all of the each.io games you may have. Um, I absolutely love that. But the hardware itself, um, I wouldn't call it uh, accessible at all. Like, it is really hard to get one. Uh, you have to be on one of these 10 countries, I think. Uh, you have to pay you know 180 dollars you have to pay for shipping uh so yeah it it, it it's really alienating for um people who you know weren't already um ready to pay that price for the play date um so i wonder uh if we will eventually get more countries uh because Playdate seems to be really interested uh, in, you know, underrepresented communities. So it's kind of weird that their hardware isn't available there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I really hope uh, they manage to get, you know, a better shipping method or, you know, uh, just better logistics in general so they can send it pretty much all over the world. I wanted to order a cover, like, because I already had my Playdate ordered. I realized, hey, I might scratch this up, so I want to get a cover. It would have cost me 50 US dollars with shipping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I really hope they figure out something better or that they just uh, improve their whole system in general. Because, you know, even if I desperately wanted to and I had, you know... Um, the money for the play date and the shipping, I still wouldn't be able to get it right now uh, because it is not shipping to my country. Um, so, yeah, it is a bit of a shame that it hasn't um, really been that accessible, um, especially because the console is so inviting and yet it's ironic how hard it is to get your hands on it. It's, it's in a bit of a, of a weird spot where it's like probably the most accessible console out there uh, for a total newbie. But, uh, you know, there is no way a total newbie would be able to get their hands on one because you have to do all of this stuff and you have to, um, you know, uh, already... Yeah, it's just a really hard thing to get. Uh, you can't just go to, you know, the store next door and get one. Uh, and you cannot, uh, you, you know, there's not a, such a thing as worldwide shipping for the plate yet. So, yeah, it's just not that accessible. So, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, the things that I don't think we will see uh, on season two. And that is uh, games made with pulp 
I think uh, Panic wants, uh, you know, more ambitious titles that uh, take more advantage of the play date, uh, you know, in every sense. Uh, Panic has already confirmed that not all games need to use all of the inputs. So if your game is like a really precise platformer um, that uses only the D-pad and two buttons, that's fine. Like but... the Love Games by Fred Wood. Just saying. Oh yeah, I will also love something by extremely okay games. Uh, the developers behind Celeste. Oh, that would be so great. <laughs> and also I think many, many, many Pico 8 developers will make stuff for it. Um, and yeah, I, I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, I don't think we will see games made in pulp uh, for season two. Um, just because they are like so simplistic and bare bones like don't get me wrong they can still tell awesome stories and have like uh you know awesome ideas to them but it's they like are a, limited like a, sorry <laughs> do, yeah do you go? like the what okay, it's like a bitsy game where you wouldn't find some like giant bitsy game on steam for like 30 dollars or something they're more like smaller little things that you just play once or twice and then just move on. Yeah, I think we will see them on catalog for sure, but mm -hmm. not on uh, the seasons. Um, also, uh, we will definitely not see, um, you know, demakes from, yeah, like any kind of demake, I think. Um, unless it's the playful kind of demake, which... Uh, it is supposed to be a remake, but it's nothing like the original, and it's instead a reimagining. Um, but I don't think we will see like actual remakes, like uh, you know, a game you already know, no one love, but it's now on season two on one bit. Uh, yeah, I don't think we will see that. Like mm -hmm. something like, uh, oh, now here's Undertale for the play date. But it's only one bit. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't think we will see that on season two or like. Uh, I think we will see demakes on catalog. Like, like I said, uh, maybe something like Baba is You ported to the play date. Um, I think that could make it to catalog. But, you know, uh, games that are. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we will see demakes uh, on season two um another kind of software I, that i don't think we will see is utility software like i don't think uh season two will get something like a music player or a txt file reader or you know a podcast player or something uh, yeah that's also software that i do hope to see on playdate and I, I actually love that developers are making that kind of stuff, but I don't think that will make it to season two because, uh, you know, it's really weird to uh, try to get people excited for what feels like system updates. Like, um, imagine you have a Game Pass and, you know, one of the, uh, and then Microsoft decides to, on drop an mp3 player there <laughs> like, i don't think people will be really excited uh, like especially yeah uh no I, I don't think uh utilities will be a part of the season uh, yeah the seasons feel like they're more for like game like software like the even boogie loops is kind of game like with the characters that dance around and you can like map out what dances they do and stuff to the music just that kind of more like weird and or playful kind of stuff rather than like a i don't even know like a notepad yeah which is why i wonder if playmaker will make it to season two um because yeah it is a playful piece of software but uh it's still like uh it's it's kind of hard to tell really whether that will make it to um season two or catalog or just h.io I don't know, um, maybe catalog, but I don't see it. Uh, well, maybe it will be a part of season two. 
I, I don't know because it has that Mario Maker charm. So maybe they decide to pick it up because of that, but I'm not sure. Um, there's also... Uh, no, actually, scratch that. I don't think it will be a part of Season 2 because I don't think um, Dustin Miro is in need of funding right now because the, the the game is already like almost complete. So, yeah, uh, I don't think so. Um, maybe not. Uh and also, uh, we will probably not see already finished titles. Like, uh, we're most likely not going to see a game that has already been finished and published on each.io on season two. Um, I think it will be like new titles and titles that will surprise you, uh, not things that you have already seen and already know about. Um, I'll, but what I do think could make its way through are sequels to those games. Like maybe a developer published, you know, a Playdate game on each.io um, and maybe a sequel uh, gets announced that is coming to the season. Like, you know, the sort of sequel that you don't really need to play the previous one to uh, get, to understand. Yeah, um, like it's just an kind of improved or expanded on version of the first game almost. Yeah, yeah. But still packing enough features to be a sequel uh, and, you know, a change of art style maybe. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, that pretty much covers it from for now. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think this is pretty good. We got a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, also, don't forget to check out uh, Playdate Digest number three by 6ATO or Gato on each.io. It's a Playdate magazine. Um, like I said, it's on its third issue. And we will leave links in the description. So that was all for today. Thanks for tuning in to One Bit Wonders, and we'll be back with more One Bit goodness really soon.